I'm Marco Andretti. I'm Dario Franchitti. I'm Scott Dixon. I'm Danica Patrick. This is 2005 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dan Wells. And you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. From the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network, this is IndyCar Weekly. IndyCar Weekly is brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the Indy Racing League and proud title sponsor of Firestone Indy Lights. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. By Honda Portable Generators, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. By KNN Filters, the world's best air filters. By the National Guard, find your path to honor in the Guard. By Henchman Racewear. Henchman, the company that pioneered driver suit technology. Check us out online at henchmanracewear.com. And by the Indy Racing Experience. For the experience of a lifetime, go to indyracingexperience.com. Mike King with you for another edition of IndyCar Weekly. Great to have you with us. Hope you were able to join us uh, over the Labor Day holiday weekend for our live coverage of the Kentucky Indy 300 race number 200. Sanctioned by the Indy Racing League in the IZOD IndyCar Series. What an event it turned out to be. And how about Elio Castroneves getting the, the taste out of his mouth that has lingered since that race at Edmonton. And how does he do it? He and Tim Sendrick turn a mistake, a problem on pit lane at just about the midway point on Saturday night into an opportunity. Uh, as uh, John Roy, our affiliate relations director, said to me earlier, they took lemons and made lemonade. And that cliche uh, is probably no more apt than in this situation because it certainly looked like Elio was, was going to have lemons to deal with for most of that race. But uh, he and Cindric they put their heads together, and it, it just shows you why Tim Cindric is such a valuable guy to have in the scoring stand doing your race strategy. So Elio winds up saving a ton of fuel. After uh, the second stop, then comes in late, much later than everyone else uh, on the third stop. And that, my friends, turned out to be the difference in this one, despite the fact that he was not nearly the fastest driver on track. When they came across the line, Elio Castroneves was the first to see the checkered flag, and that is what it's all about. To steal a cliche that Elio likes to use a lot. Sometimes you're the windshield, and sometimes you're the bug. And Saturday night at Kentucky Speedway, Elio Castroneves was the windshield. Uh, we're going to hear from Elio. We're, we're also going to have highlights from those closing laps. Uh, we'll also hear from Dario Franchitti and Will Power. When is Dario Franchitti happy with a fifth-place finish? I don't want to say happy, but when is he pleased with a fifth-place finish? When the guy he's fighting for the championship finishes eighth. So he picks up more points, and going to Motegi, the track that Elio calls, other than Indianapolis, his favorite oval. Well, Dario Franchitti now just 17 points behind Will Power in the championship standing. So with Dario headed to Motegi, a track that he loves, and Will Power going there, and Will still has yet to show really well in terms of final standings on an oval, at least not here in the stretch run, not at Chicagoland and, and not uh, Saturday night at Kentucky. I think Will Power is feeling an awful lot of pressure. When we come back, highlights from Kentucky Speedway and the Honda Indy 300 and, of course, the full field rundown right here on IndyCar Weekly. With more than 109 years of history, the Firestone brand continues to build on its heritage of quality, innovation, and performance, both on and off of the racetrack. Firestone Racing Engineers continually design, test, and implement the next generation of Firestone Firehawk race tires for IZOD IndyCar Series drivers. For 2010, everyday drivers will have access to the latest entire technology with four all-new Firestone brand tires to choose from. The Firestone Precision Touring, Firestone Precision Sport, Firestone Firehawk Wide Oval Indy 500, and Firestone Destination ST. Tires available at select retailers. For a complete list of retailers, visit FirestoneTire.com. 
We're at Homestead Miami Speedway talking to IZOD IndyCar Series fans. Ladies, what'd you think of the race? Oh my gosh, when Tony Kanaan got outside of skeptics and Kanaan is ahead by a nose. Hey kids, what did you like best about the race? It was cool. Yeah, but that guy who got in Danica's way? I was yelling, this is unbelievable. Hit me, unbelievable. Be part of the next Terra Energy Indy Championships, the Cafe Still Brazil Indy 300, and the Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka 100. Tickets at thechampionshiptrack.com. Leave your mark October 1st and 2nd. IZOD Indy, the official apparel sponsor of the IndyCar Series. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 120,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy and major car companies filing for bankruptcy, Cover America Auto Care has announced revolutionary, inexpensive mechanical breakdown coverage that is now available to the general public to save consumers thousands on auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for drivers to call who own a vehicle that is less than 10 years old for a free 5-minute quote and to see if you qualify. The number is 800-215-6076. Drivers who are covered with this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair again. This is the auto coverage now sweeping across America at a fraction of what dealerships charge and is now available to the public by calling today. The number to call is 800-215-6076. 800-215-6076. That's 800-215-6076. This is 2005 IZOD IndyCar Series Champion Dan Weldon, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Castro Nevis is the car that we have our eye on, Mike. He continues to roll just a little bit slower than most of the cars. Elio Castro Nevis setting up for turn number three. He currently leads at Kentucky Speedway. So Elio Castro Nevis, has he saved enough fuel? He'll complete 198 laps this time by at only 207 miles an hour. Kevin Lee. Tim Sendrick told Elio Castro Nevis, you're good to go. Full throttle, and you can use push to pass if you need it. Castro Nevis may steal one here tonight. Wow. So Elio Castro Nevis, it looks like, has saved enough fuel. Will he be the winner? He is shown out in front. Ed Carpenter currently shown in second place. Dan Weldon is third as they cycle across the line. White flag is out. Elio Castro Nevis is the leader. Carpenter second. Weldon third. Kanan is fourth. Franchitti is fifth. Mark Jane's final lap at Kentucky. A miscalculation on fuel mileage cost Will Power a win at Chicagoland. That calculation may give Elio a win. He may steal one at Kentucky. Bring him home, Mike King. Elio Castro Nevis, it looks like he is going to be climbing the fence tonight at Kentucky Speedway. The fuel strategy works and he wins it. Elio Castro Nevis who four laps earlier was turning laps at 205 miles an hour has snookered them all. Does it feel just as good as any oh, other kind absolutely. of win? Absolutely. I mean if people say ah he was saving fuel. Hey my man in the end of the day it counts and uh, I tell you one thing this is what we needed. Fantastic for the group and uh, I'm so thankful for everyone. Yeah Elio Castro Nevis Saturday night. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly on the IMS radio network and you know, the last time I was talking to Elio after a race we thought he had won, he was one depressed puppy. But uh, this week, Elio, different story. You and Cindric team up. Uh, you make the best out of a tough situation in the pits on that second stop. You win the race. How good is it to pull one off like this? Oh, Mike, let me tell you. Well, it was fantastic. Uh, again, that's uh, one of those misfortunes that happened in the pits. You know, um, our guys did an awesome job, and, um, and unfortunately, when they dropped the car, they thought the wheel was not uh, on, but the guy that put the wheel, he confirms it's on. You know, he, when you run above 215, above 217 miles an hour, it's it's better be safe than sorry. And um, so when we came back, uh, he was right, you know, the wheel was on. Right. But... You put us in a position to play a few game, you know, and, uh, and Cindric is one of those guys that loves to gamble. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, in this, in this position, uh, he's like, hey, if the yellow comes, we do not have much to lose because, uh, in the championship, let's put it this way, um, in my, in my situation, Ryan unfortunately was out. Ryan Hunter Ray was out. So I didn't have much to lose. I was just like, let's take a chance and, uh, 
It was perfect. The odds was uh, totally in favor to us. And uh, I started believing when it was about 25, 20 laps to go. And that's when he said, like, you've got to do the number. And uh, I know Tim and I were being together 11 years. And uh, somehow, guys, it's difficult to describe. But when he says in a different, in, with a different sound of voice, you know, you've got to believe it, you've got to believe it. And uh, he was very convincing and uh and I believe it, and uh, turned out to be a perfect strategy. And then Elio, with with about three or four to go, he gives you the thumbs up and says, "Hey, step on it. You can use push to pass if you want. You had saved enough fuel, and you you were good." Yeah, it was incredible because um, I, when I looked into my mirrors, I saw a few cars coming, and I thought, and he mentioned in the radio, like, "No pressure. You find you plenty uh, plenty enough space to the second guy." But I saw some cars behind me. I didn't know if it was a, a Weldon. Who was it? So uh, I was just like, you know, I'm going to go for it. And I, I put, used to push to pass. I started going for it. And because I do remember 2008 when I saw Dixon coming, and yeah. there was not much I could do. But uh, I watched the race uh, yesterday, and uh, I was basically a half lap, I guess, ahead of everybody. So Yeah, uh, you, you, had room to, you had room to spare. If you would have been that far ahead in 2008, you would have been able to coast across the line. Oh, exactly. That's exactly uh, when I saw yesterday. I'm like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't them behind me. But uh, at the end of the day, we had enough fuel even to go to uh, to the victory lane, do some burnouts if you wanted, and uh, great strategy. Very strong uh, position for Sindri. Uh, again, uh, it's, uh, he, he, uh, he won that one, actually. Elio Castroneves joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly after winning for the 24th time in his major open-wheel career at Kentucky Speedway Saturday night, the Kentucky Indy 300, the 200th event sanctioned by the Indy Racing League in the IZOT IndyCar Series. Elio, do you realize now where this puts you on the all-time list? You are now 14th, tied for 14th all-time, and you are tied with Bobby Rahal and Ralph De- Palma on the all-time winners list in major open wheel racing. Wow, I mean, uh, I know I did not know that uh, Bob Rahal certainly uh, it was a guy that I saw racing uh, growing up, uh, and um, uh, seeing his son now and things like that. It's just uh, for me, it's just incredible, you know, to to be um, in that spotlight and in that uh, uh, scenario. It's an honor. So um, it's awesome. I mean, hopefully. Um, I mean, still more to come, <laughs> and uh, and uh, again, uh, it, it's just incredible. So um, I'm very thankful for everything that's happening. Elio Castroneves joins us this week on IndyCar Weekly. Elio, uh, one of our uh, listeners, and I believe he, he is in Italy, Paolo David Lumia, uh, has sent me an email, and he says uh, to, to ask you if, if you could... Please give a measure to your contribution in the strategy that brought you to the win Saturday night. Uh, Elio, when, when Cindric is saying to you, make the number, how hard is it? What, how, much, uh, how much input is there from the driver other than simply knowing when to lift? It seems like it would be a very difficult thing to go slower when everyone else is going faster. That's, a very, that's an excellent question because... Sometimes, um, even when you lift, you know, it's, um, you can say few, but if you in a pack, for example, there was, I believe I was in the 10th place, I'm right. not sure. But, I think that's right. And when you have nine cars in front of you, you create this, this air, this pocket of air, you know, that in fact, even if you full throttle or lifting, um, you save so much fuel, you know. It's actually it's really good to stay behind the guy uh, and behind this this area. So they help so much. But as soon as I'm my my gear was a little too short, unfortunately, and I was hitting the limit most of the time when I was doing that. So which means I was burning more fuel than saving. So what it strikes me was in 2008 I started doing similar lap times, 205 and 206. Three, I think. I don't know. It was really low, uh, slow lap. And then I started making the lap time. I'm starting making the fuel mileage that he was requesting. So I, I thought, you know, you know, uh, let's let's give it a chance. And everybody's going to pit. They're going to even if they come and lap me. Uh, if I still, you know, in this type of situation, I'm going to pass them back. So it's not going to be uh, uh, that much of an issue. So. I start conserving fuel. I start really going slowing down, and I saw the numbers uh, 
uh, increasing actually more than what we needed. So, but he was keep telling, keep doing what you're doing, and um, okay, he, he knows background. He has all the numbers. He has all the data people behind him to to be comfortable and say keep doing what you're doing. And uh, and I guess that's why in the end of the day he said like, hey, now you're ready to go. Just use the push to pass. Do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Because I saved more than enough to be in that situation. So it's kind of a tricky. But uh, experience, I believe, played out because of what happened to me in 2008 and um, different circumstances because in this one, we, we were off sequence, but in 2008, it was a little bit harder because we were the same sequence that everybody else. So it, it, it was, uh, but it helped me in the end of the, in, in the, end of the story, it helped me uh, in 2008 to, uh, to make the mileage. You know, Elio, because of limited passing opportunities on road and street courses, is it much more difficult to make that better number on ovals than it is when you're racing on road and street? It's much more difficult. I'll explain one reason, because you don't lift. And, and when you lift, what happens, you slow down. And for that reason, uh, in the ovals, that's why we spend very much time in practice to try to make a car that you can go flat out behind, in front, two cars in front, three cars, ten cars in front, doesn't matter. So that's why it's difficult for you to save more fuel and you have to find out other tools like I explained to you just a, a minute ago right. about behind people. Now, on the road course, you can actually, because you got to make the corner, you got to brake and lift and, and continue going so it can be smooth on the throttle. You can lift on the straightaway. You know, there is other things and, and, uh, that you can do that help you save fuel. So those, uh, that's why it's very tough on the ovals. Elio, before we let you go, what do you say to, to, to Will Power, and how do you and Ryan help him now uh, over these last couple of races at Motegi and Homestead? This is, this is a situation, Elio, if you think about it, a little like Ryan was in last year going to Motegi, and, of course, he, he had a, a problem, a mistake that cost him. But, you know, you know Dario Franchitti. You've raced with him for a lot of years. He is a KG veteran, a two-time series champion, and man, he's lopped 42 points off of your teammates' lead in these last two races. Is it you and Will? Uh, is it you and Ryan who will simply keep him calm and and keep his confidence up? Have, explain how teammates work in this situation. Well, certainly Will is very confident. Um, uh, he showed those those two ovals, Chicago and and Kentucky, that he was running very strong up to the front and doing what he was supposed to do. So I don't think he his confidence is down. Um, uh, in fact, he probably uh, he is more eager to make it happen, but certainly creates a little alarm. You know, you you if you are in this spot when you have a 50 point lead ahead of everybody, and all of a sudden cut out to 17, uh, it, it, it does alarm you. But uh, he's going to a track that um, I do feel Team Penske has a very good car, very good setup, and uh, somehow this year, uh, at least Chicago and, and Kentucky, um, uh, Ganassi did not show. You know what? What we were afraid, and uh, and in fact, um, we had more potential. I mean, in Chicago, I thought uh, we had the three fastest cars, uh, but you know, his strategy ended up playing out pretty good. This race, I thought Will was very strong, and uh, probably uh, Panther, you know, with Weldon and and Ed Carpenter were strong, but those are not creating much of a threat. Uh, so I, I think Japan, uh, uh, we we suppose. I mean, we're thinking that we're going to be in a strong position. But again, as you said, Dario is a very experienced driver. He knows um, he's been in this position twice, actually, and um, so I'm sure he's going to do everything he can to uh, to continue cutting down the, the championship. But 17 points, I still think it's a safe margin. And uh, well, in my position. I'm going to do everything I can to, uh, to uh, steal points away from the Ganassi and uh, hopefully be able to keep them behind us and, um, and that, not to worry about it. Good deal. My friend, uh, I said at the, the top of the show, I used one of your favorite cliches. Sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug. Saturday night, you were the windshield, weren't you? Oh, boy, we were. We were, we were surprised a lot of people, uh, probably including ourselves. But uh, I have to say that we turned out to be a, a lemon situation to a fantastic and sweet lemonade, you know, because yep. 
It was very difficult. Uh, nobody wanted to be in that spotlight, uh, especially having issues with the pitch. But my boys did an incredible job. I'm so proud of them. Special through a very rough, uh, you know, uh, up and down injuries. A lot of the guys, and uh, they did a great job. So that was uh, for sure, Team Penske. A great win. Add yet another fence to those climbed by Elio Castroneves, Markoff Kentucky Speedway. Congratulations, Elio, and uh, good luck at Twin Ring Motegi. Who knows, by, by the, the time this season is over, you might have 26 wins uh, all time, and uh, you just keep climbing that list. We never know, my friend. We, we never, never know. know. Yeah, that's right. So thanks, Elio. All the best. All right, same to you. That's Elio Castroneves, the great three-time Indianapolis 500-mile race winner and the winner Saturday night at the Kentucky Indy 300. And there they go. It's amazing. At almost 225 miles an hour, a new energy is accelerating and will win you over as fast as the powerful Indy cars. A different energy of Brazilian products and services. Want to know even more? Access now, experienceourenergy.com, and let this different energy win you over. Experienceourenergy.com, powered by Apex Brazil, official energy and trade partner of the IndyCar Series. Danica Patrick, IndyCar race winner. People often ask what it takes to get under my hood. Very simple. Trust and performance. That's why only Peak Performance Motor Oil touches my car. One of the most trusted names in automotive brings you a complete line of premium motor oils. Made with the same commitment to protection and performance, Peak built its reputation on. And Peak is tough enough to be the official motor oil of the IndyCar Series. When you peak, you win. Available at AutoZone. This is 2008 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now at 800-303-8248 and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws and we act fast. Call today for your free, no obligation consultation. 800-303-8248. Remember, we'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call Certified Tax at 800-303-8248. That's 800-303-8248. Again, 800-303-8248. This is Ryan Briscoe, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Yeah, obviously you want to win any race you're a part of, but to finish three spots ahead of Will Power was critical. Take me through the night. Yeah, um, obviously we didn't start <coughs> too too far up with the, the Dixie Cups car. But I went even further back at the start, got hemmed in at the, the, in the inside lane there, but then managed to make some really good progress back in the top five. And then we're just kind of, you know, bouncing around there, sit third, fourth, fifth, third, fourth, fifth, um, trying to make something happen. My guys did a, a great job in the pits tonight. The target boys were the, the usual flawless self. Um, yeah, we, got, we, we finished ahead of to Will. I uh, would have liked a little bit, uh, a little bit higher result there, but Will Power continues the championship leader. But tonight he comes home in eighth place. I guess Jake, it could have been worse if Dario had won this thing. He would be going to Motegi second in the championship. As it is, the lead is down to 17 points. Yeah, and Will Power was just given that information, and the first thing he said was, "So I lost six points. Pretty quick math for you, Will." But it did look like a night where you would back up what you said and win this race. But then it got away from you. You settled for an eighth. Your thoughts on the evening? Um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, when you're running out front, it's very easy, uh, very easy just to run on the bottom there. It's very comfortable, but on that outlap, I uh, was going around a back marker, and I think from that crash, a little bit of oil down, and then just washed right up. It uh, took me by surprise and almost hit the wall, washed, washed up really close. I thought I was hitting the wall, but... Um, yeah, not good. 
another, uh, you know, bad oval result. But, uh, man, going to get there. Gonna, definitely going to get there. So that's Will Power, the Eyesight IndyCar Series championship leader. Before that, you heard from Dario Franchitti, who is now stalking him big time. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly on the IMS radio network on XM IndyCar 145 on Sirius 212 and, of course, on IndyCar.com. I'm your host, Mike King, as uh, you heard Jake Query talking with the championship frontrunners on pit lane during our broadcast Saturday night. Uh, it was Elio Castroneves who we just heard from in the previous segment uh, as he comes home in first using the fuel strategy after the problem on the second stop. Interestingly enough, Elio revealing to us that the reason they came in for the second time during that second round of pit stops uh, it turned out to, to be a non-issue. They were afraid that they had not gotten the wheel properly affixed to the upright. Turns out that that was not a problem. But, you know, in Elio's words, at uh, 215 miles an hour on a mile-and-a-half oval, better safe than sorry. Uh, so then they went to work, and Tim Sendrick, uh, you know, wound up using the strategy that put the three-car in victory lane. How about Ed Carpenter? Uh, Ed Carpenter and that Fuzzy's uh, Ultra Premium Vodka car, the Vision Panther collaboration, wins his first career pole in the IZOD IndyCar Series, comes home a very strong second. That team got him in and out of the pits so fast for that final splash of fuel. They did a great job. Uh, and it looked like Ed was going to have the chance to win this one. And in fact, you know, let's face it, had the situation been the same as it was in 2008 when Elio was trying the same fuel strategy at uh, Kentucky, ran out, and, and it was, uh, I believe it was Scott Dixon that got him uh, on that occasion. Uh, it, th- it would have been Ed Carpenter this time, but uh, didn't happen. Ed Carpenter winds up uh, with uh, uh, a second consecutive second-place finish at Kentucky Speedway. And Dan Weldon, boy, strong again. So the Panther Vision collaboration, oh so strong. Let's hear uh, from uh, both the third-place finisher, uh, Dan Weldon, and second-place Ed Carpenter. Yeah, really proud of everybody um, in the National Guard Panther racing team. They worked uh, extremely hard. and. You know, when I beat Dario out the pits, I thought, man, this is it. And uh, and then I think, obviously, Team Penske pulled one of the the tricks and, uh, you know, got us on that one. But, uh, you know, Ed obviously did a, did a great job in the Fuzzies Vodka car. But just, uh, I, I really thought I had that one. Boy, if Elio Castroneves doesn't make it on fuel, you win this race. Yeah, I guess, you know, I guess he had a problem in the pits early in the race. It kind of set him up on that strategy. It's the way it goes sometimes, you know. I mean, I can't really be disappointed with second, but... Uh, you know, for the weekend we had, it's this second isn't isn't exciting for me as last year. It's a little more disappointing. How much do you hope that a great run like this, a pretty strong showing at Chicago, you were running up front for much of that race? How much do you hope that this helps you land a full time ride or something next year? I'd hope so. I mean, I feel like I'm showing what I'm capable of doing here. You know, on a limited schedule, and I'm proud proud of the team. Proud, of, you know, all the Vision Racing guys, past, former, present. You know, they're a big part of this, and obviously all the, the group at Panther that's helping us, you know, I'm grateful. And uh, Stuart Reed, Fuzzy Zeller, and Fuzzy's Ultra Premium Vodka, you know, they're the ones who got us here. Yeah, and you've got to remember that uh, that Ed Carpenter running a very limited schedule. This is only his third start of uh, 2010, along with um, uh, a week and a half ago at Chicagoland, and uh, previous to that, the Indianapolis 500. Strong cars in all three of those races. It really looks like the Panther Vision collaboration is working. And I have not spoken to Ed about it, but I've got to think, if I'm John Barnes and I'm Tony George, uh, you know, get these two teams together. And while Ed is not particularly strong on road or street courses, now you have the motivation to run a, a car only on ovals for that Foyt Oval Championship, which is going to pay you some bucks. So why not essentially run a car and a half, if you will? If you if you run the National Guard car and you run the Fuzzies car, but you, you run, the, the say, the National Guard car all season long on all tracks, but then you plan on focusing only on the ovals, uh, with uh, with Ed and the Fuzzies car, now you've got a kind of a potent one-two uh, going in, particularly to all of the ovals. Uh, and uh, with Dan Weldon showing some promise uh, here lately, these guys, you know, they could they could really show well in in the the oval championship. While Weldon would compete for the overall championship and and for the uh, Mario Andretti Road Course Championship as well. Certainly, the two different championships make for different strategy for these teams planning for 2011 and beyond. Um, 
we watched as the uh, Andretti Autosport cars ran together for much of, of the final 30 or 40 laps of this race. Uh, in, in fact, we were watching these guys run 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth for a good portion, and we were very curious why in the world they weren't going nose to tail and basically freight training to, to, to the, the, the front. Uh, if those four cars had been hooked up together, uh, it, it probably could have happened. They could have run the low line, mid line, maybe even the high line right to the front of the racetrack, but it didn't happen. In, in fact, we saw uh, Danica Patrick racing Tony Kanan on several occasions, Danica racing Marco on a couple of occasions. It, it didn't make a, a lot of sense to us in the booth. As it turned out, uh, Tony Kanan wound up with a uh, with a fourth place finish. Marco Andretti with a sixth place finish. Danica Patrick with a ninth place finish. Uh, and uh, the the final car, uh, where was Ryan Hunter Ray? Uh, he he wound up with a mechanical issue and wound up with a 21st place finish. But uh, we caught up with Tony Kanan uh, on pit lane following the race and asked him the question. All of you started towards the back of the pack, but yet you managed to find your way towards the front. Was there talk to hook up as a foursome and work together? Yeah, some of us did agree. Some of the others did not. So uh, we, we definitely talked. Me, Marco, and, and, and Ryan worked really well. And uh, I think i got to talk to Danica to see what, what was up with her. Yeah, so uh, things just aren't uh, going well there. I, I'm not sure. Full field rundown. Elio Castroneves is your winner at Kentucky. Ed Carpenter second. Dan Weldon third. TK. Da, Tony Kadan was fourth. And Dario Franchitti currently fifth. Now the championship uh, in in the balance as Dario pulls within 17 of Will Power. Marco Andretti was sixth. Scott Dixon was seventh. Will Powers, we mentioned, our championship leader, eighth. Danica Patrick, ninth. And Bertrand Baguette, a good showing for Conquest Racing. He was tenth. Justin Wilson wound up eleventh. Paul Tracy was twelfth. Alex Lloyd was thirteenth. Thomas Schechter was fourteenth. Then Alex Tagliani, Rafa Matos, Sadeki Muto, Mario Marias, Milkaduno, and Graham Rahal rounded out the top 20. Ryan Hunter Ray, 21st. Sarah Fisher, 22nd. Vitor Mira, 23rd. Ryan Briscoe was 24th after the crash that involved he, Vitor, and Simone Di Silvestro. Then EJ Vizo and Takuma Sato, who crashed out on the very first lap Saturday night at Kentucky. Nothing beats the great outdoors and camping, whether you're in a tent, pop-up camper, or RV. There's also nothing like having a convenient power source for everything from coffee makers to cell phone chargers to computers. And that's why Honda Portable Generators are so popular with the camping crowd. Besides being lightweight and durable, Honda Portable Generators are extremely quiet and can run for hours and hours. For tent campers, they give you power anywhere. For RVers, think of them as a supplemental power supply that won't tether you to a hookup or run down your RV's battery. We make portable generators from 1,000 watts all the way up to 6,500 watts, and all of our generators come with a three-year limited warranty. And remember, even when you're not camping, you can use your Honda for everything from tailgating to home backup to working outside. Find out more at Honda.com. Honda, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Who's watching your home when you're not there? Protect your home with a security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer. Call now and get $850 of hardware and activation for free. Call 1-877-901-9292. That's 1-877-901-9292. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement, at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to protect your home license numbers. This is Danica Patrick, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Well, a couple of our listeners took issue with me and the fact that uh, I was on Simona Di Silvestro pretty, pretty hard for the mistake that she made that wound up taking out both Vitor Mira and Ryan Briscoe. Welcome back. It's IndyCar Weekly. On the IMS radio network, uh, this email uh, came from uh, Jeff in Bossier City, Louisiana. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I, I believe that's right. I believe it is Bossier. Uh, it really surprised me how you railed against Simona Di Silvestro for not being on the bottom when lead pack cars tried to pass. I've never heard you stay on anybody so hard, and there have been a lot of drivers with more experience than her make mistakes. Having never raced this track before, she may have thought she was low. Even Briscoe said she was low, although not on the white line. And then uh, from 
from uh, Modest71. Uh, Modest71 writes, uh, if all drivers uh, were warned to take the low sli- uh, side, why was he, meaning Vitor Mira, driving under her. Uh, first off, I sat in on the driver's meeting, as we do now for, for all the driver's meetings after the Edmonton incident. And, and guys, let me tell you, uh, this this is, is going to remain a problem until drivers start listening to the people in race control who are trying to make sure that the leaders are able to race. First off, Ryan Briscoe was passing her on the high side. He knew she wasn't on the white line, but he knew he had to go high to race around her. Uh, This situation did not start on that lap where this incident took place, taking out not one, not two, but three race cars, and perhaps jeopardizing Simona's chance to race in the final two events because HVM is an underfunded team. Uh, We were talking about this problem with backmarkers racing each other while the leaders came up on them at least five, six, maybe seven laps earlier when Simona and Mario Marias were side-by-side with the top ten cars bearing that down on them through the trioval. Why the spotters did not tell them to get in line and make way for those guys, I'm not sure. I'm also not sure why there wasn't a black flag. I don't know. All I know was that in the driver's meeting, Brian Barnhart said probably 15 times, if you are slow, stay low. Stay low. If you're not fighting for position with the leaders on the lead lap, get out of the way of the drivers that are. The fact that Vitor Mira was able to drive underneath Simona's car shows you that she was not on the low side of the track. And what happened in in my estimation, is she looked up, realized that Briscoe was passing her on the high side of turn three, and suddenly brought her car down, was starting to take her car down to the white line where she should have been going into that corner, and, and oops, Vitor Mira is there, trying to race with the leaders and get past the back marker. You know, don't get me wrong. I think Simona Di Silvestro is a very talented race car driver, and we have said on many occasions, we have sung her praises during so, so many IZOT IndyCar Series event broadcast. But you cannot ignore the fact that really at this point of the season, she shouldn't be making rookie mistakes anymore. Rookies at, at some point are becoming veterans. You know, and this is the 15th race of the season. And it had happened earlier, and then five or six laps later, it happened again. This time, though, it caused a crash that damaged three race cars and may put her in jeopardy of not going to Japan. That's the thing I hate about it, is these drivers are told in the drivers' meeting, get out of the way of the lead pack. And if her car had been on the white line going into turn three, the way that these guys were instructed during the driver's meeting, this crash would have never happened. The only reason Vitor was underneath her was because she gave him room on the low side to put that car there. So that's that's the reason it, it bothered me, because the fact that we are 15 races in, I do think she's a talented race car driver, and, and all of those drivers were told repeatedly, get low. In the, when, the, when the lead pack is in your mirrors, get low. And Brian said repeatedly, that means have your car on the white line and stay out of the way of the leaders. It's, it's just that simple. This is IndyCar Weekly. A K&N high-flow air filter will keep your vehicle running at high efficiency day after day. As it protects your engine, K&N's technology allows your engine to breathe all the air that it needs. The original lifetime air filter is easy to clean when it gets dirty, and it never needs replacing. K&N, it's like having a new air filter in your car every day. These filters are handmade in the USA, and you can find out more online at knfilters.com. What's it like to drive an Indy car at the famed Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Now the Indy Racing Experience can put you in the driver's seat. That's right, you can drive a real Indy car at the world's greatest race course. Packages start at under $400, but hurry, sessions are selling out fast. Call 1-888-357-5002 or go online to IndyRacingExperience.com. You driving a real Indy car, call 1-888-357-5002 now. This is 2009 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly.
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 120,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy and major car companies filing for bankruptcy, Cover America Auto Care has announced revolutionary, inexpensive mechanical breakdown coverage that is now available to the general public to save consumers thousands on auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for drivers to call who own a vehicle that is less than 10 years old for a free five-minute quote and to see if you qualify. The number is 800-215-6076. Drivers who are covered with this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair again. This is the auto coverage now sweeping across America at a fraction of what dealerships charge and is now available to the public by calling today. The number to call is 800-215-6076. 800-215-6076. That's 800-215-6076. This is 2009 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dario Franchitti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Yeah, I, I got to say, and I said it on the broadcast Saturday night from Kentucky, if, if, if you're forcing me to, to pick somebody to win the championship, I'm taking Dario at this point. Uh, what he has done over the last two races to, uh, to slice 42 points off of what was a commanding 59-point lead by Will Power going into the Chicagoland event, now to trail going to the Oval. He calls one of his favorites, Motegi. Um, you know, with two to go, I'd, I don't know. I just I just think that Dario Franchitti is, is going to make this thing very, very interesting. How about Pippa Mann in Firestone Indy Lights action, the Drive Smart Buckle Up Kentucky 100 Saturday afternoon prior to the Kentucky Indy 300. Pippa Mann leads all 67 laps. She spanked the field. That's the only word for it. James Hinchcliffe winds up second. J.K. Vernay was third. Adrian Campos, Jr., fourth. Then Gustavo Jacobin uh, rounded out the top five. Charlie Kimball, Martin Plowman, Brandon Wagner, Ari Leyendijk, Jr., who was ninth, and Dan Clark was tenth, and Rodrigo Barbosa. Daniel Harrington, who now fill, fills the seat for the William Rast car after Sebastian Saavedra, ended his contract with Brian Herta Autosport. Philip Major uh, wound up 13th, and Stefan Wilson was 14th. Uh, when we come back, an abbreviated edition of On the Record with Randy Bernard right here on IndyCar Weekly. IZOD IndyCar Series drivers have tremendous confidence in their tires because they compete on Firestone Firehawk Racing Radials, the tire that provides the durability and consistency needed for every lap of every race. Performance-minded customers can stay ahead of the field with the all-new Firestone Firehawk Wide Oval Indy 500 tire, which carries on a tradition of race-inspired ultra-high performance. Visit FirestoneTire.com for a retail location near you. Firestone, a tradition of innovation. Ladies and gentlemen, start your engines. Your official online destination for IZOD IndyCar Series merchandise is BrickyardAuthentics.com. For apparel, headwear, souvenirs, and collectibles, go to BrickyardAuthentics.com. Check out the latest merchandise and support your favorite IZOD IndyCar Series driver. Use the code IZOD today and save 10% on your order at BrickyardAuthentics.com. This is 2005 IZOD IndyCar Series champion Dan Weldon. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Attention business owners and individuals who owe the IRS. Do you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes? You need aggressive representation. Call Certified Tax Now at 800-303-8248 and speak to one of our tax attorneys, enrolled agents, or tax professionals who specialize in tax liens, back taxes, tax debt, wage garnishment, and collections. We won't waste a minute helping you with your tax problems. We'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. We've settled millions of dollars of tax issues for a fraction of the cost. Find the peace of mind knowing the IRS will not be knocking on your door. Protect your home, business, and family today. We know the tax laws and we act fast. Call today for your free, no-obligation consultation, 800-303-8248. Remember, we'll be on the phone with the IRS within 30 minutes of you becoming a client. That's guaranteed. Call Certified Tax at 800-303-8248. That's 800-303-8248. Again, 800-303-8248. This is the three-time Indy 500 winner, Elio Castroneves. 
and you are listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike King. Yeah, of course, uh, Elio joined us earlier in the show. If you didn't get a chance to hear it, you'll be able to hear this broadcast on IndyCar.com throughout the week. It's also archived, also available as a downloadable podcast. So you've got uh, lots of opportunities to hear Elio. Randy Bernard out of the country right now, the CEO of the Indy Racing League, uh, talking to manufacturers in Europe. But last week, uh, we were able to uh, get a few bonus questions with him before he uh, hopped on the jet to head across the pond. So here's an extended version, some bonus on the record time with Randy Bernard. This question comes from uh, Andrew Scudder, who says, Why are we the only professional racing series on the planet that can't seem to air an entire qualifying session on television? This is also one that we get uh, a lot of discussion about. Uh, another good question. I, you know, I don't really have an answer for you on that. I think that uh, right now we're doing point two eights uh, on our qualifying. I wouldn't say that's a great rating. Uh, we have to do a better job of making it entertaining if we're going to get Destination TV. I, I call it Destination TV because we have to get people to want to know it's on and sit down and watch it. And uh, if, if we can do that and develop an entertaining uh, uh, and exciting uh, qualifying, I, I'm sure that they'll put more of it on. Randy Bertucci asked, NASCAR has changed its date for the race at Joliet to the end of September. What will happen to the Indy Racing League? We are hearing they may not race at Joliet. I hope it's just rumors. Um, after tonight's race, I wish you were, you know, I, I, right now ISC and us are sitting down. We're trying to determine what tracks we're going to play with them, if any at all. I mean, our objectives and their objectives have to be on the same page or it doesn't make sense. Uh, I've said from day one that we're going out and finding the very best promoters out there and saying, hey, what can you bring us and what can you offer us? And it's not just about money. It's about how much you can activate, how much you can advertise, and how many butts you can put in the seats. That's the most important thing we can ask them for, 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 for a promoter. And, uh, you know, I, the, I think you'll see the schedule fairly soon. So I said two weeks. So uh, we're, we're just wrapping it up right now. This one comes from Aaron Gorman, who says, Hey, Randy, why does it seem that the Panos DP-01 got overlooked during talks of the new chassis? I think this is a pretty easy answer when it comes to that car in oval racing. The Panos for the 2012 series? Yeah, I, that it was, a, it was a chassis that was designed for champ car, but it was only designed for, yeah, for road and street course racing. Yeah, uh, you know... Uh, Panos wasn't even in the in the running. I mean, they it was uh, Delara, Delta Wing, uh, Lotus, uh, and um, uh, Bat, and you know I, I'm, and Swift. Sorry, and so I, you know I I'm not sure why Panos didn't. I mean I'm not sure if they're big into the ovals as much as the road and street. So I don't want to I don't want to speculate why they didn't um, put any consideration in on a, on the request for proposal. This comes from uh, one of our uh, listeners and viewers in uh, Canada. Randy, can't you insist that TSN, that covers IndyCar in Canada, show the race on TSN, the main station, and not TSN2, which is available to less viewers? We have two races in Canada. I'm surprised anyone is following IndyCars because we just don't get to see much racing. I apologize for that. You know, we continue to work on our international television as, as well as our domestic television, and and hopefully we we are able to um, develop better relationships and and more fans, which uh, demand to have us on uh, their primary network. Last question for you, because you have had a long weekend, and I want you to get some rest, uh, dear Mr. Bernard. This, by the way, is from uh, Joe Gonzalez. I've been an active IndyCar fan for a couple of decades, so I believe I have a little insight into the current status of the series and concerns about its future. My biggest concern, and that of my close friends who follow the sport, is the demise of oval racing in the southwestern region of the country. Fontana, Las Vegas, and especially Phoenix were literally the highlight of the season for us out here in, in California and throughout the southwest. But none of these venues have been on the schedule for some time now. Yes, some of us out here have wondered or lost interest in IndyCar without these races to attend. I reluctantly admit that I am one of them. How do you answer a guy like that? Well, Joe, uh, I think it's very important that we we make sure that we have something in the Southwest. You're going to see something there next year. Uh, there's We have several tracks that are very interested, in, and it's essential that we are 
um, have a, a good footprint across the United States and and make sure we cater to the fans that we have. And, and I think he's, you're exactly right. We'll, we'll, it will definitely have something on our series. And just to send you off on a positive note here, Randy, he says, P.S., I read somewhere that you are a Cal Poly SLO grad. What What is SLO? Uh, San Luis Obispo. Okay. He says, me too, industrial engineering, 1982. That fact gives me much confidence that you can get some things done at Indy Racing League headquarters. You, you've got an alum there. Who, That's why I like his question right there. I, I knew there was a reason I, I, I connected with him. We're at Homestead Miami Speedway talking to Eyes on IndyCar Series fans. Ladies, what'd you think of the race? Oh my gosh, when Tony Kanaan got outside, outside of Scott Dixon, Kanaan is a hit by a nose. Hey kids, what did you like best about the race? It was cool. Yeah, but that guy who got in Danica's way? I was yelling, this is unbelievable. Hit me, unbelievable. Be part of the next Terra Energy Indy Championships, the Cafe Stowe Brazil Indy 300, and the Fuzzies Ultra Premium Vodka 100. Tickets at thechampionshiptrack.com. Leave your mark October 1st and 2nd. I always wanted to be a fireman, a pilot, a teacher. But the rising cost of college was a big reality check. That's why I joined the National Guard. The Guard gives me money for college. So I can go to school full-time and fly part-time. My unit helps out after a natural disaster hits. So I get to help people just like I always wanted. There's no bigger rush than being a firefighter in the Guard. Than flying a Blackhawk. Than leading my squad. Thanks to the Guard, I'm becoming who I always wanted to be. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask us how much you'll receive towards your college expenses. IZOD Indy, the official apparel sponsor of the IndyCar Series. This is Annika Patrick. Stay tuned for more IndyCar Weekly. Who's watching your home when you're not there? Protect your home with a security system monitored by ADT, the leader in home security. Just call Protect Your Home, your authorized ADT dealer. Call now and get $850 of hardware and activation for free. Call 1-877-901-9292. That's 1-877-901-9292. $99 installation charge, 36-month monitoring agreement at $35.99 per month. Call for terms and conditions to protect your home license numbers. This is Marco Andretti, and you're listening to IndyCar Weekly with Mike Kane. Just about time to call it a week. want to remind you the big schedule announcement comes up. That is on Friday afternoon of this week. And uh, by the way, if you're listening to us Saturday morning uh, on uh, either XM or Sirius, then make sure you go to IndyCar.com as, uh, as soon as the show is over, and you can get the complete schedule for 2011 for the IZOD IndyCar Series, as that announcement is planned for Friday afternoon in Indianapolis. IndyCar Weekly has been brought to you by Firestone, the official tire of the Indy Racing League, by Honda Portable Generators, the preferred generator of the IZOD IndyCar Series, by KNN Filters, by the National Guard, by Henchman Racewear, and by the Indy Racing Experience. Congratulations to both Elio Castroneves and Pippa Mann, the winners at Kentucky Speedway, and our thanks to Elio for joining us on this week's show. I'm Mike King. We'll talk to you next week on another edition of IndyCar Weekly.